Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm one of the leaders here, and I got to go to um, the Las Vegas and San Francisco trip, and I want to share you guys with um, my testimony. Okay. Uh, there's no doubt that my whole team was very excited that we got to join Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron to go to America. Um, as soon as we got the announcement that we were on the team, I think there were tears of joy, there were lots of laughter, and um, so much excitement just for this trip. And um, we started making lists of things to eat, where to shop, and things that we need to get. And um, when I mean we, I really mean I, but I know other people on my team did it, so it's okay. Um, but during the mission, tra- I know other people did it, it's okay. Um, so, but during my missions training, um, Pastor, uh, Pastor Marcus gave us a seminar on missions top 10. And um, it was basically top 10 things that the past uh, missions teams have learned through the hard way. Um, but they just want to teach it to us so we don't have to make the same mistake again. And, you know, nine out of the 10 things, you know, it just seemed pretty, you know, normal, understandable to me. But one of the 10 struck a chord with me and convicted me um, right on the spot. And um, rule number seven, I think it was, but it was called Missions is Not Summer Camp, the H&D Retreat, the Bahamas, or Christian National Geographic. And basically, he, the point of this was that he was saying that, um, you know, we go to all these foreign countries and we ho- always have these personal agendas, maybe tourist spots that we want to go to, places that we want to shop at or eat. Um, but he said, we're not there for our personal agendas. We're there to serve the host and also just to minister to everybody that we see. And um, so that night, um, right, see, as soon as that point went up on the screen, I felt like all my teammates, like eyeballs on the like, back of my head. And they were, just, they were like laughing at me. Um, but I know they were convicted as well. But, um, and I just really felt like the holy conviction of God <laughs> come down and it was very scary. But um, that night I went home and I repented and I asked God, you know, I'm sorry for not being selfless. I'm sorry for not, you know, considering the bigger picture of all this. And he said something very surprising and he said, um, you know, you should be excited for the things that you will get to do outside the ministry. You should prepare and you should have anticipation, but you need to know that I've been excited and I've been planning and I've been anticipating for this trip long before you have been even even invited. Um, So I got this like huge new sense of excitement, um, the right kind of excitement. And so, you know, we continue with their missions planning. And um, one of the nights that we were at Las Vegas, um, we had some of the full gospel Las Vegas leader come to our house for lunch. And Pastor Christian had us um, break up into small groups after we ate and we worshiped together. And we got to pray for each one of the, small, uh, the full gospel leaders. And one of the girls in my group, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to ask her about her forgiveness issues. But um, I didn't want to call her out in front of everybody. So I just waited until everybody left. And when I asked her um, if I could talk to her, I asked her, do you have any um, forgiveness issues? I just felt like the Holy Spirit was asking me to ask you. And um, she kind of rolled her eyes. and <laughs> She said, uh, oh, here we go. Like, you know, let's talk about it. And then um, she told me about this broken relationship from her past and um, how she felt so guilty for breaking up this relationship and how she felt so guilty that she actually hasn't even told any of her friends about it. But um, I told her that I really felt like this was actually going to hold her back from receiving her full portion for that night because it was right before our Saturday session. And I asked her, do you want to go through the forgiveness prayer for yourself? Um, So after 30 minutes of talking to her and explaining it to her, she finally agreed. And um, 
it took us a little while to get there, but we got there, and then we did the forgiveness prayer for her, and she left just prepared for that night. And that night, um, the Holy Spirit fell so heavily. Um, it doesn't rain often in Las Vegas, obviously. It r- probably rains like 1% of the year, they said. But that night, the rain was pouring down so much that it was seeping into the sanctuary. And um, at that moment, she got hit with the Holy Spirit, um, started rolling on the ground, you know, laughing and filled with joy. And at that moment, I just realized God's been preparing for her breakthrough long before we even got there. That we were sent to do like a, such a small part, but this has been on God's heart for a very long time. And when we got to San Francisco, we got to meet a young gentleman ma- named Anthony. I think you saw him on the video. Um, Anthony's awesome. Uh, he actually had the honor and the privilege of driving Diana, Daisy, David, Eunice, myself, and his dad, who we call Uncle Vern. Um, Uncle Vern, yes. To the right of passage retreat that you guys saw in the video. It was four hours away. Um, but when he, as soon as he got in the car, it was very obvious. He really didn't want to go to the retreat. He didn't even care who we were. <laughs> um, actually, he later shared that he was like, oh, what's what this hype about, about new Philly people, you know? I don't even want to get to know them. But he ended up driving us there. But that night, Friday night, Pastor Christian did an impartation altar call for the Holy Spirit. And he didn't manifest at the altar call. But that night at 2 a.m. in his bunk bed in his cabin, the Holy Spirit came on so strongly. He started screaming and roaring, waking up his whole cabin. And the next morning, he shared with us that he's never encountered God like that before. And on Saturday, um, it was just an awesome time just seeing him. Um, he received the prayer for tongues, and while during the fire tunnel, he, we got to see what all his cabin mates got to see. It was very loud and a very, um, yeah, very, it's a celebratory roar, but it was, it was just amazing, and that wasn't even, that wasn't even it. He had received the prayer from Pastor Christian for the gift of tongues, but he didn't manifest the gift right away, and on the uh, car back, we were all in the same car, um, and he was all, you know, laughing and talking with us now because he likes us. <laughs> and, and, um, and he, you know, David was sitting in the back row with, David O was sitting in the back row with Anthony. And they were just talking about tongues. And then David O just asked him, hey, do you want to activate your tongues right now? So while Uncle Vern was driving the car and I was in the front seat and everybody else was passed out, you know, David um, prayed for Anthony. And Anthony just started praying, praying, praying. He just wouldn't give up for like 15, 20. He just didn't give up. Kept praying, kept praying. We were with him. Kept praying, kept praying. And then all of a sudden, it just came. And the spirit just filled that. That van was a holy van. It was like a very, very holy van. And it was just the most beautiful thing because I was just talking to Uncle Vern because I don't want to get distracted because he's driving all of us. And he didn't seem very distracted until, you know, Anthony came back. And then, um, past, I mean, Uncle Vern was very much like, yeah. That's awesome, you know. That's my son. And um, when we stopped at In and Out on the way back home, um, yeah, In and Out. Sorry, um, um, Pat, Uncle Vern was sharing with us actually that he, a couple of years ago, he was ready to die. He had a heart condition that nobody could diagnose, and um, he actually brought his family to Living Hope. That when he passes, his his family will have a home in, at Living Hope. And in the, uh, in the middle of his sickness, he prayed to God because all his children were not with the Lord at the time. Um, what do I do? How can I leave my children now? How can I leave them where they are? And God told them, when it's their time, I'll be with them. And Diana and I were crying over our burgers and just the beauty that God has heard his prayers. And God has 
you know, planned for this moment, not just for Anthony, but also Uncle Vern as well, that it was such a moment of blessing and just reaping of inheritance for both of them. And it was just such a, just a privilege to be with them at that time. Um, and there's a famous quote by Oswald Chambers that resonated in my heart throughout the trip. Um, the quote is, when God made trees, he made one for the cross. Oswald Chambers is saying that from the very beginning of time, God planned for his greatest act of love. And indeed, our God did the same thing for the people we met um, throughout our time in Las Vegas and San Francisco. The full gospel leader that um, I ministered to was so lovingly brought through a process of healing, perfectly timed by God. When God created Anthony, he knew that Anthony would powerfully encounter him during the retreat that happened just last weekend. After years of doing ministry and seeing powerful moves of God, I'm still floored by the Father's heart. The whole team was so excited and celebrated over every breakthrough. But can you imagine how God must feel? Every time a chain was broken, a heart was mended, a lie was wiped away, and freedom was restored, God must have jumped up and down in heaven in pure joy. As much as we had faith and hope for this trip, God had that much more. As much as we anticipated and waited for this trip, God did so much more. So on behalf of the entire Las Vegas and San Francisco team, I just want to thank the New Philly family and everybody else who supported us through prayer and financial giving. Through your partnership, we got to witness the beginning of a powerful revival in Las Vegas and be part of a whole group of young people maturing under the power of God. And I'll end with the Bible verse from Ephesians 3, verse 17 to 21. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and how deep and high is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generation, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you.